piece of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to episode 265. Welcome to the birds, and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I'm joined by the cast, crew, the birds, the guys, Zach. Good evening. And uh, I'm joined by Craig there, but you can see he's uh, he's on the phone. I know you, Coach. He's just begging and pleading that they they show up this weekend. Um, we're also joined here by by Craig. So yeah, Craig? I, I was talking to I was talking to BV. You know, telling him we had to get it done this weekend. So, if if you guys are wondering, out, you know what what we're talking about uh, here in Oklahoma, where we're at. That's a ghost that just pulled that Blu-ray down. You better not talk trash about OU. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we're, we're, we're here in Oklahoma, but it's uh, it's OU Texas week. And if you're if you're in the South, if you're in Texas or if you're in Oklahoma, it's a big week. Texas State Fair is going on. OU Texas, big game. Texas OU, however you want to look at it. Um, but not, not only is... If you're not from the United States, which we have a few of you, um, uh, a lot of you, it's, it's college football, which is massive in the United States. One of the biggest sports. I mean, it probably probably goes NFL, NBA, college, if not NFL, college, NBA. Um, so it's massive. OU Texas has a huge rivalry. It's been played for over a hundred years. It's the um, deep South. Meet in the middle at a stadium and. In Dallas, both teams are about 110 miles uh, away from the stadium, so it's literally a, a neutral site. Check it out on YouTube if you don't know or if you haven't seen it. Check it out; it's, it's pretty epic. Not last year's game though. Go to the game before 2021. Last year's game was epic, uh, but this year not not only is it OU Texas week, it's uh, spooky season here at the podcast. It starts off today, uh, next week, the week after, and then we end uh, literally on October. Uh, almost October thirty first. Um, but Zach, we'll start with you. How's the uh, How's the week been? Everything been going good? The week's been going good, slowly but surely. Guys, I can't even believe we're in October. Honestly, only two months left of the year, and that's it. We start twenty twenty four. I know it's uh, it's crazy. What about you, Craig? What about me? How's your week Just, been going? Uh, <laughs> um. Just gearing up for Saturday. I know that. Man, that's just um, – I'm the only one uh, in the IT department at my job currently. Ed uh, – not mm-hmm. our Ed, but the guy that I work with is in uh, out, of, out of state. So it's just me, but I'm holding it down, you know. Still was able to kind of leisurely watch uh, the movie today. And, um, yeah, just been chilling. Just been chillaxing. Are you at home right now or at work? I'm at home. Yeah. Oh. I um um so since he's gone, <laughs> I I asked the school if Adley could do morning care as well for the week, since there's not any spots open. 
they said that they would let her do it. So I've, I've been able to go in early this week, which is why I'm able to be here on time. Awesome. Johnny, Speaking what about you? You know what? It, is, it has been a good week. It has been a fascinating week. Um, the weather is finally starting to get cooler. Uh, the sun is going down a lot sooner than, than everybody wants it to, but I'm excited. I like this time of year. Uh, and it's it's pouring outside right now. Yeah. yeah, so if we lose electricity, if this show just comes to an abrupt end, um, just know the, the powers that be, we appreciate it, and we'll either be on a little bit later or that is just probably going to conclude the episode. Um, but I'm glad everybody was able to join us here today. We are live on Eva Sawa Productions YouTube channel. We're live on Facebook. Um, and then we are live in you know, podcast land. Everybody who downloads this episode every single week, you can download it Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Um, and you can uh, check us out on the social media. Um, we just got done giving away a nice, big, girthy uh summer end giveaway summer's over falls here so we we were able to give away two 25 dollar gift certificates to san marcos and a case of okc soda to uh, uh our, our winner so go follow social media and uh you know if things pop up share like subscribe comment that's all you have to do and you can walk away with uh, some food in your belly um, you can also walk away with some drinks. Digital copies are given out all the time. So go follow us on some social media, facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. Instagram is all one word, the cinnamon movie podcast. X is cinnamon 405. Or you can ch check us out on the email, which we are doing some emails today uh, before we get out of here today. So cin921 at gmail.com. Cinnamon921 at gmail.com um we also talked about star trek last week guys last week was our final star trek episode we concluded our star trek trilogy um craig you joined us for a few of them i think you joined us for all of them except for the beyond episode zach you and all three of them with me um well what, what did it feel like honestly let's spend a little bit of time just to talk about those three films in general real quick uh, what does it mean for you guys whenever we do something like that where we'll talk about a, a three or four film set saga? I like it. I, you know, I think especially when we get to divide it up throughout the year, um, you know, like we did Star Trek, we did it over three months. Um, I think if we're still, I think we're planning on doing uh, Return of the King for its 20th anniversary in December. So it was cool to do those three films as they celebrate their 20th anniversaries. But it's just fun to kind of see the progression of like a film a series and just kind of see where we were when we, whether we saw it in the theater or the first time watch compared it to uh, now and how, if we're still fans of that uh, trilogy or franchise. Agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, like, like, like Zach said, I, I'd like to see, um, you know, not just necessarily the story and how it goes start to finish, but. Um, you know, you depending on how long the the trilogy gets to go. I mean, I know, say like Harry Potter, obviously has a lot more movies than the trilogy, but you get to see those people kind of grow into their own, um, depending on what age they start in the first one. Um, so, 
Uh, obviously, the bond grows bigger and better every time they're on screen. The chemistry gets better. Um, and hopefully, the movies get better as time goes on. It's not always the case. But, uh, yeah, it's just nice to see that progression over time. So we just finished our fifth year. We're going on to year number six next year. Um, if you guys want to hear anything that we talk about as far as, like, we've talked about almost all the Star Wars movies, Friday the 13th. We've talked a lot of collections and a lot of franchises. Go back into the archives. Give us a like. Subscribe. Listen to any of those past episodes in the archives. Um, for some reason, I don't even know, but, uh, like, the Bone Collector episode just went viral, like, a few weeks ago. Um, a lot of our older episodes are, like, hitting a whole lot of downloads recently. So, um, and a lot of them are like overseas. So like go back, listen, download, and just uh, continue to, to share and uh, show some love. We, we really appreciate it. Um, especially audio wise. We know a lot of you guys listen on the way to work, on the way to the daycare center, wherever you go on the gym, at the gym. Uh, we appreciate the it. So, on the gym. Yeah. You know, who's Jim? So, some girls have a, a boyfriend named Jim. <laughs> they might they might listen while they're on gym, um, mm. but but either way, but either way, wherever you're at, uh, go listen, like, subscribe, and tell your friends about us. Um, <laughs> I'm with you, Zach. I can't believe he like took it that way. Yep, yep, yep. But he but did. Either, but either way, you know. Um, what about we'll start off with Craig? Do you have any uh, recent watches or recommendations that you want to talk about? Yeah, um, so I, I wasn't with you guys last week. Um, we checked out Elemental, um, Disney Plus. It's all right. Um, you know, it's not uh, the worst new movie that's out there, but it it, it was a good watch. Um, you know, Adley, it's not one of those movies that Adley really attached to, though. She watched it a couple times, and I think that was it. Um, we went back and watched uh, Inside Out. Um, that was that was a pretty good one. Um, yep. I'm all caught up. Actually finished um, Ahsoka, which was super excited for it. Whenever it was announced, it came out. I watched the first episode. Was like, eh, it is what it is. Like, I'm not like binging TV series currently. Watched a couple episodes, waited a couple weeks, and completely binged, binged it uh, over the last couple of days. So um, I, I absolutely love what Dave Filoni is doing, the story that he's telling, the trajectory that they're taking, the, poten the potential trajectory that they're taking Star Wars and what they're doing with um, – I'll, I'll leave it there. I won't give any spoilers. But they could really dive into – the outside lore that we haven't really dug into as in, in movies and really dig into something that could be special. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I'll wrap it. I'll wrap it fire through one before we get to Zach. I uh, checked out. No one will save you. I mentioned it last week. It's like an hour and 30 hour and 40 minutes. The first hour and 20 minutes was, was phenomenal. I really enjoyed it, but it just fell super flat towards the end of me. I don't know if anybody else has checked it out or seen it, but I would like some other thoughts and opinions. There's a lot of people out there who say it suck, but like a majority of the people are just in love with it. Um, so I honestly would like to get somebody else's opinion on it. Um, Rewatch Sleepy Hollow. Fantastic movie to watch this time of year. 
4K transfer was amazing. Um, I watched The Ruins. Did not like it. Uh, Skyline, mm-hmm. terrible. Rewatched Saw, because I plan on going and seeing the new Saw film soon. Um, it takes oh, place. Yeah, it takes place in between the first Saw and the second Saw. So I'm glad I don't have to do like an entire marathon before I go see it. Um, Remember when we did that with like Saw 1 through 6? Yeah, and we got to like, only like four of them. We got to number three and it started, every other scene was skipping. You're like, this is trash. Then we're going back to that video place again. One stop video. Um, I checked out A Million Miles Away on Prime. Very, very good. Highly entertaining. Um, It's got Michael Pena in it. I recommend it if you guys stream on on Amazon Prime. Uh, Being Flynn, Robert De Niro, Paul Dano, fantastic film. Paranorman, Child's Play, Nine. A single shot with Sam Rockwell, um, The Nightingale. It's uh, it's, it's 2018, very brutal. Uh, a lot of beating, a lot of raping, a lot of killing. If you if you don't have a strong stomach, I don't recommend it. Um, so A24 de- essentially. <laughs> it, it kind of um, Dead Man Walking with Sean Penn, Susan Sarandon, phenomenal fucking movie. Uh, I, I can't put this movie over enough. It's it's a random watch, random buy, 1995. Um, it's just a good story. And it's a, it's a prison movie essentially about a guy who is given the death uh, death sentence, and uh, the nun who is with him, who is played by Susan Sarandon, she is just walking through his last few weeks as he tries to appeal the death sentence. Um, and she gets scrutinized for it because of the crimes that he committed, but she's just trying to, you know, do the right thing. She says, and uh, I, I recommend it. If you guys want to know where where to find it, um, I think you can rent it for like three bucks. I would hand this copy out to anybody who personally wants to watch it. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it. And then I uh, checked out the bird for today's episode. Um, hey, so I, I remember you were on a biography kick i was on a huge biography kick yeah did you watch the kelsey thing on amazon prime i did not watch the kelsey thing but i did watch uh a few almost like a month or two ago you 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 started me on this documentary kick by mentioning the johnny manzel documentary to me phenomenal Um, it, it, it was good but it did raise like a lot of like you know issues and stuff but i i liked it I could have sworn there was another documentary you brought up to me. The Gators. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one was good. That That one was trash. I like that one. I wanted to see all the arrest, all the stuff. You wanted to see the meat and potatoes about what happened. And all they did was Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, yeah. I I like the Johnny Menzel one, but. So the, the Kelsey one was really only supposed to be like them following him in his last season in the NFL for personal. And it ended up being him and Travis in the Super Bowl. So it was like everything leading up to it, them starting their podcast. It it was like just really entertaining to see how it started out just being a a kind of farewell video for just himself to kind of reminisce on this stuff. Turning out to be... No, this is pre Pete. Well, I don't want to watch it. Pre Swifty, whatever. I need the Swifty in my life. That's even better. It's got uh, I don't know. 
It's got sure it's garnered like a thousand said, points Kel- now Kelsey, since, since that's happened. But it's called Kelsey on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. No, I'm check it out. Oh, Jason. look, Ed, Ed joined us. Ed's here. Oh, with us. who the f- so, is that? If you guys are sitting here listening for the first time, this is Edward. He's joining us here. Um, Stuck in yeah, Ninja. Those, those are my recent watches. Like I said, if I had to recommend anything, being Flynn, Dead Man Walking, and A Million Miles Away. Um, Zach, we'll start with you. Do you have anything that you want to recommend? Do you have any recent watches? Yeah, I uh, finished the Chucky movies. Uh, Colts and uh, – well, Curse and Colts were actually pretty decent, better than the, the last two. Um, and I did start the Chucky series about halfway through season one. It's actually pretty damn good, to be honest. Actually, the drama of it's actually pretty entertaining. I watched the first one this week because I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I'm like, I'm going through just the original kick. I'm just watching originals. I'm not watching the whole fucking franchise. Um, What did you think? Did did you did you enjoy and appreciate the first one? And I because I know it was like a first time watch for you, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's it's so interesting to watch a, a series that. It's interesting to watch a character that people are legitimately afraid of when it's so fake, looks so terrible in today's in today's world. It's just like, how does his little hands strangle people? I don't understand it. It's so stupid. Um, but give the me first the power three, I beg of thee. Ugh. He just, he just <laughs> shed all over Chucky. <laughs> Did you the watch the Mark three, Hamill reboot? No, I didn't. I didn't watch that one because. I know it has nothing to do with the TV show, so that I know of. So, um, but the show is, yeah, the show's pretty good, to be honest. I, I think season three actually starts tonight. So, I think they're doing the, like a Hulu thing where like it it airs on USA Sci-Fi and it goes on Peacock the next day. If, if I'm not, if I'm correct. Oh, nice. So, and then um, I did go see Saw Ten, and I went and saw the creator. So. I probably probably saw ten. I Craig, I think you might like the creator because it's essentially to be Terminator. honest, it's Rogue One mixed with the District Nine. If you watch it once you watch it, you kinda understand those two films put it together. The creator. Yeah. It's from the director of Rogue One from Gareth Edwards. Then it have John and then, Washington. Yeah. And Ken Watanabe. <clears throat> yep. Ken Wannabe. And, and uh, then Jimmy Chan. Yep. And then almost finished uh, season four of Yellowstone. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. Uh, oh, that's the creator. Okay. Zach, why do they call it Saw 10 when it's in between one and two? You got to go watch it to find out. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know you're eye- interested in it. So so the, the poster is like the eye suction? The eyes. Yeah. Was that, was that gruesome? What was that like? I mean, everybody knows that it's – if you don't want to hear it. Everybody needs a little every now and again. I'll just say that that whole thing is like a minute of the movie, and that's it. That whole gimmick is like all the other traps, like all the other traps on the poster. You know, the cover of the poster. Yeah, but actually, those are usually quick. But like, was it was it pretty gruesome? Not as gruesome, not as gruesome as I thought it would be, to be honest. So no. What's the most gruesome opening? Because there's the one where they're in the box and you got that girl lowering down on the blade. Was that one pretty gruesome? Probably three like, between three to three to seven. Like out of three all, like eight. out of all the opening kills, or just in this movie? The opening kills. 
the opening kill, the one that always got me was the second one where it was like the Venus flytrap and it just like like closes on the guy's face. That one was kind of that was kind of brutal. So yeah, I told you. I think in, baby, I don't want to watch it. I think in the second one, the other one was where uh, Shawnee Smith gets thrown in the pile of needles. I was like, oh, oh that's yeah. that's, that's the worst. Yeah, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, <laughs> that was more so. emotionally for that matter. Because of all the needles being in, her character being the ex drug addict that she was, dude, that was that was. As we were talking about being emotional with needles, it well, so I mean, I you're saying. like you know, to, to 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 go through that abuse or do that for a part of your life, and then to be thrown right back into what you beat. You know, when, and, you know that, when, that was just that was just 2020. What is Jigsaw gonna do? Like, you know, because he, he, Jigsaw, I know this is this is turning into a Saw episode, which is not meant to be. But you know, Jigsaw always takes the people who Fuck the birds. don't. He, Jigsaw takes the people who don't appreciate life, and he puts yep. them through a massive, terrible game. You know, when's he gonna start taking like diabetics? And he puts them, and he's like, <laughs> you don't appreciate life. So That's you know, sugar hereditary. Like, yeah, they, well, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's but how do you know? Like, oh, I went through your human history. You you, you have twenty history. seconds. You have twenty seconds to get out, or a tube of sugar will go into your bloodstream. Dude, he does <laughs> oh the same God. shit with any and everybody else. I mean, honestly. What like, are you, Edward? Goes, Kellogg's. Would, speaking of Kellogg's, Edward, what would you check out this week? Um, <laughs> this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Anything that you want to recommend? Why is Quispies? Honestly, man, if anything, One Piece Netflix, trash. not bad at all. It's really not <laughs> bad. One Piece is trash, period. Damn. I don't know what made you upset, but do you need know. a hug? No. I just hate... <laughs> I hate how everybody's like, oh, One Piece is fire, and I watch it one time, and I'm like, oh, it's low-key trash. Just like Naruto. Naruto's trash. Oh, my God. Naruto did piss me off for a while, especially. Believe it. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. They go from Naruto to Boruto, and all they do is eat ramen. Ichiraku ramen. Uh, Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You're going to hate mail. If you guys want to get in this debate and send some hate mail... Send it at C-I-N-E-M-E-N-9-2-1 at gmail.com. Uh, you, you're wrong because Naruto's the best of all time, dude. You, got, you gotta do, do this. Don't know what you're talking about. And uh, uh, Shikamaru is my favorite character. Uh, I'm like, motherfucker, chill. Like, I, cool. I get the whole premise of the, the whole ninja stuff, but... Nah. nah. Man, never mind. I'm not going to bring a hole. <laughs> Anyways, uh, people are listening to this like we're here for a 1960s movie. <laughs> I want to hear a 1960s movie. <laughs> nah, they're like, yeah, keep bitching at each other. Uh, nah, man. I would say still on True Blood on the last few episodes of True Blood. Uh, One Piece Netflix uh, <laughs> series. I finished that. Did you just search for worst TV shows of all time and start binging? Or no, I, I searched for what would piss Craig off more. So worst TV shows of all time. <laughs> no, that 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 would be that man up there. Zach hasn't done anything that 
Zach watched perfectly good movies. <laughs> He's just pissed that he has to talk about a Hitchcock movie tonight. So. <laughs> He's like, I gotta watch the birds. Might as well watch everything else that's trash. <laughs> For the fucking birds. <laughs> Speaking of the birds, that's what we're getting into today. That's what kicks off spooky season. A wealthy San Francisco female pursues a potential boyfriend to a small northern California town that slowly takes a turn for the bazaar when birds of all kinds suddenly begin to attack people. Northern California. Starring Rod Taylor, Tippy Harden, Hederin, Jessica Chandy, Tandy, sorry, uh, written, uh, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Shit, sound like Saul needs to go ahead and get people who are having strokes all the time. I'm having a stroke, man. <laughs> It's a drill. You I'm missed him devour three turkey legs. <laughs> I know. He should be fine. Hey, that was the that's the Patreon pregame show. <laughs> you guys gotta pay to see that. Little, little, what do they call that? The the mukbang where you're eating all the food. You're... Mukbang? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mukbang. Nikocado um, avocado over here. But IMDb has this at a 7.6. Rotten Tomatoes is at 94%, while the Metascore has it at 90%. Uh, with a budget of $3.3 million, it grossed a little over $11 million at the box office with a March 28, 1963 release date. Um, let's turn it over to Zach. This was your pick. Um, we started this podcast off uh, ironically, with an Alfred Hitchcock movie, episode one, we watched Psycho. We've also done a Psycho re conversation, Redex episode. Uh, we also talked about North by Northwest. So this is technically our fourth Alfred Hitchcock episode. Um, Zach, we'll start with you. Have you ever got to see this inside of a theater? Um, do you remember the first time you've ever watched The Birds, and what was it like revisiting it for the episode? Yeah, um, I haven't seen this in the theater yet. I might do it this October, to be honest. Um, but I, th I, I think the first time I'd watched this was probably, I don't know, probably in college. It was probably on a, I was on a Hitchcock kick. I did Psycho, Rear Window, North by Northwest, and The Birds and Vertigo and all them. So it was, it was probably back in college, maybe a little bit before then. Um, I remember liking it. I wasn't too enthralled with it the first time I saw it just because it was just, you know, what's going on and all this and that. But the bird, I mean, obviously you go to see the bird attacks and all this. Um, on this rewatch, I dug it a lot more. Um, I appreciated the technical aspect of it, which we'll get into. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought I had a fun time with it this time around. So, Craig, we'll start next, next up with you. Uh, is this your first time rewatching it? First time ever? No, I've watched it before. I was super young, and then I, I just remember the um, ending scene with the birds in the house. Um, but rewatching it this time, it felt different. Just felt like I haven't, like everything I thought I remembered, I didn't really remember. Um, it was like a whole brand new, new watch. It. Yeah, it, was, it felt like a brand new watch. Um, Pinch up the hairs. <laughs> like, I, I I get why it's like 
I mean, I guess I get why a lot of people like it. Um, but I, it was rough for me this time. Like, I, I, I get why it's a classic. I get why it would be considered a thriller horror back in the 60s. Um, but uh, it was rough this time around. Edward, next up, first time watch, or what was it like revisiting it for the episode? Initial watch. First time ever launched. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with Craig on it. it. It was, I don't know, man. Slow. I don't know. Zach, take us boldly where we've never gone before, back into the 60s. We are going down the birds. Um, this, and I'll, I'll keep mine short and sweet. This was my probably fourth time watching it. And, uh, first few times I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it, I, I get it. It's, it's okay. It's probably not going to be the first or maybe even the second Hitchcock film that I grab if I want to watch, you know, Hitchcock. But this time around, I felt a little bit more appreciated about the film. Uh, there's definitely some stuff that I could probably take in and out and make it a little bit more enjoyable. Um, but I still had a pretty good time with it this time around. Um, I was able to laser focus in on it. Uh, I appreciated a lot of the stuff around maybe after the 45 minute mark. So we'll get into that conversation uh, here in a little bit. Um, but Zach, let us know uh, why was this one of your picks um, compared to maybe some of the other horror movies out there? And uh, what is it about Hitchcock that just makes you go back and just want to watch some of the older stuff? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing why I picked this movie, it's celebrating 60 years this year, to be honest. The, the Warren's going to show it towards the end of the, towards the end of the month, towards uh, Halloween and, you know, just celebrating a 60th anniversary. I was just like, hell, you know, we've done Hitchcock before, like you said, Psycho, North by Northwest for a window. I was just like, let's do another one. So, you know, and I know this is considered a lot of film fans, a lot of critics consider this to be his last good film. He did have a couple more after this, but just not the success of his other, his big four films or five films that he's known for. Um, and it was just one that like, you know, I've always heard of and like I hadn't seen it in a while. So I was just like, yeah, you know, it's Halloween season. Let's give it a go and see what the other guys think about it. <coughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, those are pretty much my reasons for picking it. Going into the movie, I kind of just like, you know, opening the door and going down the, you know, of course, the film opens up with uh, the, the, the bird bird scene is, you know, hey, they're in an actual bird shop. You get your Alfred Hitchcock cameo. Yeah, you get your yeah. Alfred Hitchcock cameo right away. Um, and it just focuses on uh, Melanie and her first interaction with Mitch. Um, so really, you got two different styles of film here. You have the first 45 minutes, which you really don't see hardly any action or suspense or any kind of thrills. It's more of a... Honestly, I mean, it kind of felt like an, a, a stalking love story. Like she's yeah, going out and, of her way to, 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 you know, get on, get on big Mitch right there. And that was the thing for me on this rewatch, because like I said, I hadn't seen it in a couple of years. And so this whole opening with like Melanie and uh, Mitchell or Mitch in the, in the pet shop, I, I was kind of at like a loss of like, 
like they're clearly setting up the idea that they know each other but i kind of agree with you johnny one stalking the other one but there's kind of like an interest in each other so it's not the 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 guidelines for the relationship's not really clear um but i mean i enjoy the two characters i think you know it, it's all it's kind it's what i what i learned cat and mouse, cat and mouse. it was almost cat and mouse ish yeah, and I, I I watched some of the documentary on the Blu-ray, and the screenwriter said they he came to the actress and said, "Just think of it as like a screwball comedy because those are big back in the '40s and '50s." Um, and I could see definitely the where that idea came from, especially in their performances. So now there was there, I know this was like based off of an idea of an actual bird attack that happened in like 1961, but the thing that kind of intrigued me the most, and there's a movie that keeps playing in the back of my mind that I compared this movie to throughout the entire watch today. Zach's probably going to hate me for it. But it, I kept just replaying this movie in my mind. I'm like, what's giving these birds the idea or you know, what's setting them off to do what they're doing? And you know, through the whole movie, uh, and it almost makes it sound like the birds are the victim in this or the birds, you know, they can't flock together. They don't eat together. Stuff like that. You know, all different kinds of species of birds. Um, and I find it also interesting that Melanie, when she gets to this town, uh, Zach, help me with the, the town that she goes to 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 get old Big Mitch. Odega. 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 Yeah. Odega. Yeah. The Odega system. Um, <laughs> she is the only blonde in this town. And there's like a few scenes throughout the movie that make her seem like she's the reason these birds are coming here. She's yeah. the only, you know, they make it point out like she's that part. Are you talking? Mom, like, are you talking about the mist? Was that the one that was playing through your head? No, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get ready to say the name here in a little bit. It's the one with Mark Wahlberg. It is. It's the oh, happening. Jesus Christ! You know why? Because throughout <laughs> the throughout the entire time of the oh. happening. People don't know why these plants are releasing these toxins to kill these people. And I kept thinking about the same thing. I'm like, well, the happening is gets a lot of shit on. And I don't know why. People hate it. People hate Mark Wahlberg's performance. Uh, plants killing people. But like in this movie, like what's, I kept thinking about the, the same thing. What's setting off these birds to do what they're doing? Like, you know, you, you take the most simplest, prettiest plant in the world flowers and plants and trees and they were releasing toxins and killing people birds which seem to be peaceful innocent little creatures they're doing the same thing but that's the thing that i like about the movie is that there's no explanation like you said there's no explanation why the birds are attacking it's just it is what it is by the end of the movie you know when they leave the house they're everywhere i mean <laughs> the birds are everywhere take it like over the house the road everywhere and <laughs> You know, obviously we're jumping way far ahead, but the ending is pretty much <coughs> ambiguous. Do they live? Do they die? Do they get attacked? Do they get out of town? What happened? Now, on the Blu-ray, there is an alternate ending that you have to read, like the the script notes. And essentially, they do make it. They do get attacked, like through the roof of the car, but they make it out okay, essentially. So, so see, I mean, same thing with the happening. No explanation on why, how. And I, I want to ask Ed and Craig, like, what do you guys think of my? Because that movie just kept popping in my head. What do you guys think? Fair assumption, or, or is it like, am I overthinking this whole bird thing? I think maybe overthinking it. 
I think it wasn't. You didn't see a lot of like. I don't know. I think it was I, just. I, I, a lot. I'm not. I'm not comparing the two, but I'm saying it kind of feels like Stephen King, maybe had gotten an idea like that from. Hey, birds are attacking people. Why can't plants? Well, I mean. I, this has potential to go ahead and actually influence almost any and every movie after it, for that matter, of course. But, you know... It's essentially almost like a monster movie. In a way, yeah. 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 I think it was more naturally... Uh, like, expl explained than that. I think it was just something that maybe all the birds consumed or something like that, or a toxin or something in the air... From the sea or a town or something that made the birds disoriented or maybe blind or something, and they just were going after whatever possible. Oh, that's a good you assumption know? about the birds being blind. That's pretty cool. Because, like, they I, blind, they would have attacked the kids when they were running. You know what I mean? Like, it's well, I mean, like, disoriented or blind or something like that. Like, something was messing. Because, like, okay, if you have. I mean, if we have uh, 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 problems, you know, mentally with with our ears, with our, you know, different things like that can go ahead and throw our balance off to where we run into all kinds of crap. Maybe it was something similar. Maybe it was a toxin in the air that the government at the time was, I don't know. I know I'm thinking yeah. way off, but. Yeah, but, like, that's the thing about the movie that is fun. Like, you don't know. Like, if this movie was remade today, we would have some kind of stupid government project went haywire and it's a And don't crazy. you tell me that The Rock wouldn't be the hero. Oh, it would God. just be It would just be Jurassic World Dominion. It put... Exactly. It would put we got Margot that movie Robbie, correct. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. It would me. be The Rock and Margot Robbie saving the town. Swear to God. Yeah, we got Jurassic he, World for Dominion, so that's the real yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like you said, it doesn't really give an explanation why um, the girl in the diner kind of, I mean, she attacks her. She's like, you know, the none of this, yeah, but she slaps her. <laughs> the sound effects on this were amazing. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, it's. I honestly don't think Alfred Hitchcock put any thought into it. He was just like, "No, there's a news story. Birds flew into a town, and it kind of was was crazy. Let's just kind of add some horror aspects to it." I think that's as far as he went. I don't think there was anything deeper than than that. You know, not him thinking. Let's, oh, let's, you know, let's, this, let's bring that up for a minute. Like, like what Craig said. Like, this is his first movie he did after Psycho. Do you think yeah. Psycho was so? just popular and just was such a big hit that it didn't matter if he did fucking Empire Strikes Back it was going to slump kind of just a little bit no matter what oh yeah I mean he never had a success like Psycho after that I mean The Birds was a very popular film and like I said a lot of people critics and fans consider that to be his last good film but that's like Christopher Nolan doing <laughs> The Dark Knight and then while we all like Inception, that you know, that's just not on the same level as The Dark Knight. You know, it's just it's just one of those things that you you made such a great film, a masterpiece in a lot of people's eyes, that anything you do afterwards is not it's not going to even hold a candle to that. It's the unfortunate part so, about being great. Yeah, you, you and like that. you said, 
and like you said Ed, i mean this this movie was very influential i mean there is a the, johnny i think you would like the documentary on there it's like a 14 minute thing about like monster films and how the birds really influenced spielberg when he did jaws like the scene where richard dreifer goes in the cage and the shark attacks he very very loosely based on on when melanie was in the phone booth and the birds were attacking and crashing into the uh phone booth as well it's and it's very yeah it's filmed it's actually filmed very distinctly the same way so cage goes into the water and craig you know let's let's get some more thoughts on you guys you you hear it all the time hitchcock tremendous masterpiece brilliant one of the best but what was one of the big reasons that you guys kind of just did not like hit this movie this movie didn't hit the feels for you was it was it the first 45 minutes that was more of a love story and a back and forth but instead of the actual like maybe bird scenes or even the last 30 minutes didn't get you guys either i i honestly think it's it's a mix of that and the simplicity of the story i mean like you're, you're sitting there and you're gonna make this is this is what I'm 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 having a hard, like yes there's good parts in the scenes or in the movie there the the technical aspects is good the everything about this movie being from the 60s is is a solid movie because you're setting you know there's nothing really before you in this kind of genre you're you're taking an idea and running with it and you're being creative but at the same time 60 years later the simplicity of it and then the the you, you don't really get the, the 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 opening just kind of runs into like you're unsure if they know each other or if they don't know each other you know and it's just kind of there's a lot of of loose ends that are brought into the movie there's a lot of loose ends that are left in the movie and then the, the, it felt like forever it, until you actually started getting like the movie's called The Birds. It's not called The Birds and the Bees or whatever you want to call it to, to make it a love story. Like it's it just took like it felt like it took for forever for the actual well, movie to be about what it's about. Well, the first bird, like the real bird attack. I mean, Melanie does get attacked by a seagull like 25 minutes, but the real first bird attack doesn't happen until Kathy's birthday, and that's 50 minutes into the movie. So, <laughs> you know, 25%, almost half of the movie's done before you actually get to see an attack yeah. you know. once once you get to the part to where I, I the once you get to the part to where she kind of goes to the school and and tells them to start running from that point on the movie flies by and like i think that's about 30 minutes of the movie everything before that is just kind of like a cat and mouse love story and just completely turned me off but see, Zach, I can't think you can chalk that up to that just because, like, how long does it take for Jaws to actually become visible? Yeah, the girl gets attacked in the, uh, you know, opening scene. But after that, other than, you know, it, it takes a long time for a shark to actually protrude on screen. You know, so, I mean, I, I don't think it's... Also, but it's also a shark. It's not well, a freaking crow. I don't, think you, I don't think you can compare that, though, because... The very first so, scene, in, the very first scene in, in Jaws, you get the music, you get the naked girl swimming, and you don't see the shark, but you get the shark attack. 
but you get yeah. the music you get the suspense the idea of not being able to see the shark is what makes that work you exactly. see the birds there's nothing to cover up the birds so you're like oh well there's the the whole thing right there the only thing that's scary about it is that they attack in masses not i mean the, the pure ferocity of what a shark can do i mean don't get me wrong like getting attacked by a bird i've been i've been hit a couple times it, it kind of sucks it, you know but didn't, at the same time, like, didn't uh, it, it would be like Chris Pratt punching that dinosaur in the face, right? You just <laughs> one two combo that you learned from Mike Tyson's best friend's cousin's roommate from three days ago, exactly. Like, it was, uh, it, like yes, being attacked by a bird would be scary, but I'm not gonna put it on the same level as Jaws. Like, I don't know, it's scary, but it would suck. But no, it, it's no way, shape, or form the same as a big. Well, I think it's. Park. I think it's more of the size of the flock that matters. I yeah. think how how many of them were, were like attacking. Yeah, like, it's, when it's, the, the school group got let out. It's well, like and they're not. Bee. You're not going to be scared of a singular bee. You can, you can do, but if there's a swarm of bees, but we're talking be about scary. like. We're talking about regular everyday birds, sparrows, crows, you know, seagulls. If you're, you know, if you live by that in that part of the United States, seagulls, all these different, we're not talking about vultures and we're not talking about like, you know, eagles or, you know, hawks, you know, these are just Falcons. everyday birds you see in the world, you know? And it's so it's just like, it's what? But I mean, it's just like, I mean, we're talking about just a regular shark, you know, it's not a, it's not know. like a thing of sharks, but you know? The, I think the I big think thing, I think Craig hit the nail on the head. The big thing that is the difference is the shark wasn't seen. The shark was not presented yet. It didn't perforate on the, on the screen to where the birds just drops here and there. You could see that they were there, you know, here and there, but the first attack wasn't, you know, and it's just kind of like, well, and, and you I, know, I haven't seen Jaws in a while. I'm sure one of you guys can help me with this. Mm -hmm. The story of Jaws is not some side plot love story. No. no. Like, it's... It's it's, it's, about I mean, it's, it's more the story of the town, and then, oh shit, I have to go and get this shark because it's attacking, yeah. you know, townspeople, and now it's what, three? It was what, the girl, the boy, uh, and one other person... I think yeah. the Something the, the like boat that. person, you know, because whatever oh, yeah, yeah. this the, is, whatever the rower, done, the rower yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, three people, and it's like, oh shit, okay. And now it's this dumbass mayor won't listen to me because it's Fourth of July and he wants to make money for the town. So I got to save everybody's ass now and go. You know, well, it's more Brody's story than anything. Well, in essential, I mean. The move. I mean, I think what they, I think what people remember most about Jaws is the the three guys out on the boat hunting the shark. But they they forget that there's a whole. I'm it's not just say like a soft a B plot, but you get you got to remember that, that that it's a town that's being terrorized by a man eating shark before you get to the three guys out on the on the boat. And, and it's, it's just like Full Metal Jacket. If you guys, if and if you guys are just now joining us or in in the middle of this conversation, what we're comparing the two for is the first 45 minutes maybe in Jaws to where it feels like it goes by a lot quicker to where maybe the first 45 minutes of Birds is a little slower than normal. And yeah, there's like a and, there's like a 15 and, year difference in the two. But I think well, the biggest, and, I think I think the hold on, I think the biggest thing 
is a not a not a bird attack, you know, at least a massive one, but like also I, I didn't hear a, a very big powerful score, like maybe that you've yeah. gotten in, that that you didn't get in like the, you got it in Jaws, you got it in Psycho. There was not really a big score in this movie, but I think what the meaning for that was was the sound of the birds. With the exception of the opening credits and maybe when uh, Melanie is driving to the town, there's no score in this movie, which I thought was a very interesting choice on Hitchcock's directing ability. But you're right. You remember the dun-dun-dun-dun at the beginning of Psycho. You remember, you know, obviously the great thing from Jaws. You know, it's just one of those things that brings you into the, in, brings you into the story is a, a good score. So yeah, I mean, I, I and I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not saying this is better than Jaws. I can full hardly admit Jaws is a better movie. It's much more entertaining. I, I agree with that. But I just on the on the level, this the the fact that this was made in 63, 1963, and I can admit that the visuals, you know, they are what they are. But the fact yeah, that I'm, they I'm it's not, a combination on visuals. The fact that they used real birds, trained birds, uh, animatronics, prosthetics, made-up birds, whatever, and it still looks good, it, you know, that's saying something. I, on a technical aspect, this movie is really, really well done. Yeah, like, like I said, technical aspect, it's really well done. The, I had a few issues with some of the characters. I was texting in the chat whenever I was watching it. The the post gotcha. office guy, yeah. she, she comes in and she's like, Asking him questions, and he's like, "Yes." Ask him another question. Yes. Ask him another question. Yes. It's like, bro, expand. Help help her out a little bit. Like, eventually he does, but it's just like she's trying to do stuff, and the townspeople are just like, it's like Mon they're, they're monotone, monotone. Simple. You know, the answers are so simple, Stoic. and because I mean, even the school teacher is kind of just like very monotone. So I, it's yeah. like, at a certain point, you kind of start to think like, is the town just weird? Like, is there a is there a magnet underneath that just sucks every bit of emotion out of these? Like a strange, Stranger Things, is there an upside down under this town or something that's driving these birds crazy? But or yeah. even like us, like, and they're the other side. It's like she's she's an outsider, <laughs> and I mean, obviously she's from a big city, so oh. she's kind of a little more up speed, but. Man, you get to that town, and when she's talking to the, talking to those townspeople, it's just kind of like the conversations are not there. That's true. That's true. When she starts talking and they part, start putting the blame on her, it's almost like maybe the town knows about this and they're okay with the birds doing a little population control, maybe. Pop right. control. Holy shit. There we <laughs> go. Okay. Okay. But... I, I do think Craig kind of hit it when he said this is kind of mindless because it doesn't seem like it has a payoff. It doesn't seem like it has more than, you know, other than just there, like, okay, let's no load payoff. up and, load yeah, up and go. <laughs> there's, there's no payoff. There's really no buildup. It's, it's, the buildup is the love story, and then the, the burn attacks start to happen. The big burn attack doesn't kill Big anybody. bird was in there? The big bird attack doesn't really kill anybody at the house, so there's like no real horror threat. Sorry. And the fact that the guy's able to walk outside of the house to get the truck, it's kind I, of just I, like I, towards the ending. I kind of felt like that was the 
that was the the creepy essential payoff if you will not saying yeah. i wanted anybody to die but just him walking out there almost in the eye of the storm that's what it felt like like i felt yeah. like that was the payoff of him walking out there you know a bird kind of nibbled at him you didn't know where the birds were going he could have been written off and just killed right there by a massive attack but in that eye of the store moment i feel like that was the slow payoff like okay at this, mo at, at this moment the birds did what they wanted to do they kind of and that, see that's why i say i i it reminded me of the happening so much because towards the ending of the happening the same thing happened with mark Wahlberg. he he goes out there and it's just he doesn't know why but it's the calmness of the plants and people aren't dying at the moment and that's kind of why I feel like that was the payoff of the birds. I don't know. I feel like this, if it was remade in 2023 or 2024 or whatever, I Everybody feel like this would be violent. Like, bro, I feel like condors would come out of nowhere and like some ancient Mayan bird would just come out just slaying motherfuckers. What's that, a sting well, the dodo bird or something? Oh my Zach, god. Zach, if you, if, you pick, <laughs> if you had to pick something that would be like the payoff to the birds or the, the finishing touch of the story, how how is the birds, you know, how, how does the story end for you? Is it a payoff? Do you wish that there would have been a more conclusive ending? I see, I like the ambiguity of it. It's the idea of, you know, this apocalypse, I mean, that final scene of them driving off, and the, it's, it's almost like apocalyptic bird world, essentially, and they just continue to drive off, and you don't know if they live, died, or whatever. Um, and even a little bit before that, where Melanie is actually attacked upstairs with all the birds, I thought was very... It was shot really well. I thought it, it reminded me a lot of the psycho shower scenes, the way it was, the way it was cut, just at different angles when the birds attacked her or bit her or whatever. Um, and you want to talk about comparing this to other movies. Um, when they're boarding up the house, I immediately thought of signs. Like I thought that was very, I, I wonder if M. Night Shyamalan was just like, yeah, I'm going to use that. Speaking of, you know, the happening and everything. So, um, but, but, but for me, I, I just think that this is, because I like Hitchcock, I like him as a director. I I, under, I understand what he's trying to go for, um, and obviously, Ed Craig, that's not your cup of tea, especially in this film. But it's you know, it just not every horror movie has to have something going on. It can be very ambiguous. It can be, you know, like the first Halloween, where it's just like, oh, there's this guy kill, stalking and killing teenagers, but you don't know what he's doing, why he's doing it, or whatever. You know, that's some of the fun of a horror movie is that you don't have to have an answer for every little thing, you know. Bro, honestly, like, the ending kind of felt like uh, No Country for Old Men in a way. It's like, <laughs> He's opening up Pandora's box now. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it let me down, like. You know, nothing. And I mean, it's not even that it had to have an explanation of why the birds are glitzing out or whatever, but like, give me something. Did, 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 did they kill all the birds? Did they release a toxin? Did the birds kill people? And they were just like, I'm sorry, no. Did, you know, Craig did you, Craig, did you hear that? Like, nothing. Say it bro. Again. He compared I the ending to No Country for Old Men. No. He compared I not the ending. I said it was a letdown, just like it. 
just nothing. He thought, bro. The, he thought the ending of the birds was the, the same letdown of No Country for Old Men. I got to bring this up. I enjoyed the way the birds' noises were made to make it sound like it was the, the biggest threat. Like you either got annoyed by how the birds sounded or that it was like terrifying. And I think yeah. I don't, some, somebody mentioned that the, we didn't bring this up yet either, but the mom in the movie who was a little overprotective of a big Mitch, uh, like that almost could have came across like a psycho mother ending as well. If, if, if this is the first That's time what it felt like. you're watching the movie, you're almost like, man, is this mom kind of like overprotecting too? And is she the one controlling the birds because she doesn't want nobody going after big Mitch? I, th I think the woman that was yelling at, at her saying she was evil was the one controlling them all, man. That bitch right there just... Mm. No, not, not, but, saying, not, not saying like somebody had to control them. Holier than thou. Not, not saying like somebody had to control them, but if you're watching this for the first time, you could very well think, hey, what does the mom have to do in all this? Because the first few minutes that you're introduced to the mom, she's overbearing, she's overprotective, it's creepy. Uh, None even of the them get hurt. Exactly. Even the ex-girlfriend is complaining about the mom. You know, I mean, she dies, she dies though. She yeah, named her kid exactly. But the daughter's completely fine. Why didn't they attack the daughter? Who was the daughter though? Was 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 the little girl? Was that Mitch? Was that Big Mitch's daughter? Yes, that was. Big no, Mitch's that was. Daughter. It was the mother. I thought. I thought. <laughs> I thought they were father and daughter, but they're they're brother and sister. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I knew so. I missed that somewhere. Oh, okay. There was a line of dialogue saying that, like, they the, the daughter was, you know, was an unexpected thing, and then the dad died, and so she, she, she had to, she had to uh, raise the daughter on her own with the, with the son's help, so... That's kind of, that's kind of a miss. Uh, uh, Craig talked and mentioned earlier about a loosen that didn't get uh, the cap put back on it. Is that's kind of a something I wish I would have gotten a little bit more of a, a finishing touch on is what really was up with the mom and the son? Was it just, you know, that being said, it was just an overbearing mom, the girl died, the birds are really the main story, the main attack. But I kind of wanted to see like a conclusion with the mom story. What would have really set this movie off is if like he kind of did make the mom like the birds never affected her. They affected the kid. They affected the daughter. And they affected anyone that set foot near that house. But if she would have been kind of unharmed, not necessarily like in your face, like she's not being harmed. You know, she's kind of controlling the birds. But if they would have kind of implied that in some way, shape or form, that would have made it creepy kind of like Psycho. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what'd you guys think of the massive explosion scene with the gas? Did you like did you like uh, going going back <laughs> in the middle? I, I, that was your very first yeah. Don't like that cigar. Well the guy gets out and sees a big old stream of fluid fluid and he's like, Oh yeah. Uh, don't flick it. What? I kind of like how the, the the span the camera span went above the town and you saw the bird looking down looking down on it. And the bird was almost like I got some hot dinner now. <laughs> Quispy. 
You fried my cousin last week. I'm gonna fry you today. I just flying and looking <laughs> like it's what y'all get. It's what y'all get. That was all us. <laughs> <laughs> like we knocked that man out. Mm. We set this town on fire. It would have been funny if one of the birds was like flying and then it looked back at the camera like oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Hitchcock it, it, is known Hitchcock is known for a lot of those over <laughs> overview headshots. Like you guys, you know, we're all going into like year number five now of just overlooking movies and, and just seeing stuff like that. What do you guys think of shots like that and how it's not used that much today? Like over the head shots looking down. Do you guys overlook that stuff? Do you ever think about any stuff like that, Zach? It can fit pretty good someplace. I mean, I, like, good. I, like I said, I enjoyed the technical aspect of this movie. Um, the rear view projection, the matte paintings. Uh, the cinematography was well done. Um, like I said, if this movie was remade today, it would be all CGI. There's no practicality at all in you know in today's world. It you know it's few and far few and far between. Um, and so just when I see when I go back and see old films like this, I just have a lot more appreciation for like what how movies were made. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a lost art form in some in some same some sort of a way. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe they'd use like fifty trained falcons or something. Well, <laughs> exactly, man. Imagine yeah. just having that bird's eye view right way above the town, and then all of a sudden the peregrine falcon just starts diving. You just yeah, but it would start off. It would start off with the real falcon, and then it would CGI as it goes down into the town. Though that's the thing. Shit, they couldn't keep up with the peregrine falcon. Two hundred miles an hour plus, bro. Just. You get a you get a stuffed bird, and then you put a drone on it with a GoPro, <laughs> waiting the head. Just if Hitchcock had access to GoPros, he could have done a lot more stuff with this movie. So we kind of touched on on you know how this one didn't have an impactful score. Uh, the bird noises and sounds were really the most maybe horrific kind of. Which, at the time, I guarantee you, that's what he wanted. He didn't want a score. He wanted the birds to be the the score. Um, You know, we talked about how maybe this could have went different ways, comparing it to some monster movies and, you know, a big influence of Spielberg. Uh, We talked about maybe the weird mother-son relationship, uh, the the love triangle with the lovebirds and uh, Big Mitch. Um, What do you guys think about maybe a favorite scene? Uh, Zach, this is one of your. This was your pick. You start first. Do you have a favorite scene or two in this movie? Um, I'd probably say. I think the scene that really drives the movie home is the the school attack. Um, when Melody goes outside and like a crow, one by one, the crows start getting onto the monkey bars until eventually she turns around. And it's completely filled with crows. I think that pretty much like summarizes it, and she has to slowly go back to the school schoolyard and just let the kids say hey we got to get out of here and yeah i mean it it really works that scene really does work my question is at what point does that make her go like oh this is is weird this is crazy you know what i mean like yeah Yeah, i drive i I drive over here by this gas station and there's thousands of birds and i'm just like that's crazy but I'm not sitting there going into Casey's like, we got to get the hell out of here. They're about to attack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think 
I think at that point too, like you're also like at maybe at that point, she, the only thing she has on her mind is Big Mitch. If I, if we're being honest, if we're being honest, like I think she's she, so worried she, and focused on on Big Mitch, Rod Taylor, who plays Mitch. That's all I think she's really honestly worried about. Should this movie I, be just be renamed Big Mitch? <laughs> I mean, if I'm being if I'm being serious, the way I see the character being written in the first 45, 50 minutes. Even after the school attack, that's all she has on her mind. She's willing to stay with his his maybe his ex lover. She's willing to get involved with his mom. Like, what did she see, or what does she know about him that she just can't get enough of him? She he even tells her to stay in the cafe while he goes and helps out, and the big explosion happens. She's out getting in the phone booth over Big Mitch. Like at the end of the day. She's risking life and limb for this guy. Am I right? It's the lovebirds, man. You can't leave. You're, you're, you're in, in it, it, it kind of it kind of made me feel like again an original horror aspect of the movie when the girl who's getting attacked, just like they say in Scream, instead of leaving out the front door, she runs upstairs. You know, she, she's being dumb, and Hitchcock kind of wrote it in here. She's she's worried about big old Mitch. Why did she choose to go up to the attic, though? Like, does anybody? That, that was a good scene, too. Like, she I grabs think... the flashlight, goes upstairs to the attic, <laughs> sees the birds, she, and then she's she, like, I think she heard the noises. Well, but oh, she like no... she opens the door, and instead of pointing the light and like, oh, there's birds, let me close this door. She opens it, flashes the light, shuts the door, and is like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you deserve right. to die by birds. <laughs> You get eliminated from the movie because of your dumb actions. And I know, and to follow up with what you're saying about the mother-son dynamic, I think, I think she, I, I could be this, I could be reading it wrong, but like I feel like Melanie was trying to find a way to get out, in certain in a, in a way. But I, you know, like I said, I'm just reading off what I what I remember seeing from the movie. Um, but the reason the mom kind of chooses Melanie is that she literally puts her life on the line to try to try to try to get to try to get her family out. And I don't think and it showed that this this woman is willing to, like you said, Johnny, to risk her life for her son. And I think so she kind of she respects that. Yeah. And she respects that. <laughs> That's why like she's like he's like she's like cradling her in the car as they're leaving. Yes. So little little known fun fact about Rod Taylor who plays Big Mitch in this movie. He was 33 while filming. He was just as old as I was in this movie. And I'm looking back at the movie now. He looked like he was in his 50s. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Big Rod Taylor, just only 33 years old. That's a massive amount of a man, by the way. He was also in the Glorious Bastards. That was his final movie, yep. Yep. So, uh, Big Rod Taylor, Big Mitch. Um, big Mitch. Okay. I, well, going back go, going back to favorites <laughs> going back to favorite scenes uh zach did you have any more you wanted to name off um no I, that's, that's probably the school attack is probably my the one that submitted the movie for me uh it's a little goofy thing but i always remember it when i rewatch the birds when she's speeding after she's got the love birds trying to get the big mitch and she's twisting and turving you guys remember the the lovebirds like going with her as the car turns the lovebirds hang this way 
and the mm -hmm. lovers go back this way. Anyway, I thought I thought that was I, fun in the car ride. I, she's she, she's giving them fucking whiplash. <laughs> you that she's she's driving like 30, 40 miles an hour, but she's turning and the wheel sounds like she's drifting the corners. <laughs> like we gotta make this sound like she's going fast. Uh, fucking DK in the sixties. I also enjoy the, the schoolyard scene too. I think that's horrific. The kids automatically get scratches. They hurry up and get into the car. Um, the, the gas fault. station, the yeah, the gas station scene, uh, the cafe scene where they're pointing at her and she's like, "You witch, you witch, hanger." Uh, I thought that was a good scene. Um, and then you know, like I said, to me, I feel like the payoff is, uh, you know, when Big Mitch is going in for the car and it's just loomy and it's quiet and. You know, the birds are just like in that eye of the storm kind of feel. So those are my favorite scenes. Uh, Craig, what about you? Do you have any at all? Uh, Hell no. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I personally like the just the, the suspense for when they're the final scene when they're in the house. Everything's getting boarded up. They're inside. It kind of gets dim and dark. Then you start to hear the the Noises in the attic and the sides, and, and just just that scene in general. Uh, Edward, uh, I would have to say when all the birds started gathering at the jungle gym, I thought that was pretty cool scenery. You know, because uh, that that would be kind of creepy in itself, and I'm sure one of my wife's friends actually uh, is is very very creeped out by birds. They're kind of afraid of birds. Apparently, due to this movie, uh, and I just yeah. I think that'd be kind of a crazy little thing. Just huh. you know, look over and like six hundred birds over there on jungle gyms and lines and all that. Just like, well, you know, kind of. Thing. <laughs> uh, everybody was pointing out realistic, you know, things earlier. I just want to say, if you really want to point out realistic things, uh, where was the massive amount of bird shit? <laughs> oh, not, a, not a dirty car in sight you bastard not even one drip not a drip and you know comical wise if, if you guys are wondering out there why i keep referring to to mitch rod taylor's big mitch it's only because he Tell was standing he, he was standing at a massive five foot eleven back in the day and that's 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 really tall 1960s for, pretty big yeah that's that's pretty tall rod rod taylor Great Australian actor. If you guys don't know him, look him up. Uh, he, he's a fun actor. Rod How tall was Hitchcock? Uh, I'm not sure. Hitchcock, I think, was like five, five seven, five eight. I think. Like, like Paul Heyman. Five six. <laughs> he was five seven. Yeah. Um, um, Tiffany. Favorite? She was five four. The the main actress. Let's get into. Uh, Let's get into star rating. Um, I think I'll go first. I'm going to give this movie, uh, honestly, a solid eight. Um, like I said, is it going to be the first Hitchcock movie that I go after? It's probably in my top four, uh, but it's not going to be one or two that I just grab off the automatically and, and put in. Um, I could see myself putting it in and just watching the last 30 minutes because of how intense and how, how good those, those scenes were. Um, so I think that's why I'm I'm putting it at eight. At eight is still really really high. If you guys are listening and watching for the first time, we rate our movies one out of ten. So an eight to me is still really high. Um, I think the reason I'm not going to give it a nine or a ten is because of the rewatchability. 
Um, but yeah, go check it out. I believe this movie is on Peacock. Um, you can also go rent it. You can go buy it, physical media. I think it just hit 4K a few years ago. Uh, it's an amazing transfer, so go check it out. Uh, I give this movie uh, an eight. Uh, Craig, what about you? Uh, man, it's tough because this is, I mean, you, you go back and you think about Alfred Hitchcock and the direction that he took his movies compared to what movies were. Um, I mean, he, he really kind of set the stage for thrillers and, and horror. So um, in that aspect and with the, the technicality of the film, and the uh, the the stuff that he was able to introduce, and just all the the stuff in the film. The film itself is like an, a nine for me for the time. Story, uh, everything else, a part of that. I'm gonna give it a six. So technicality, directing, nine, story, how the movie flowed, six. I'm going to grade it in two part because I think it's it, it, rightfully so you can grade this movie into two parter like that. Yeah. So official grade, you said a six, nine and six. So I mean, if you want to average it out like seven, five. Uh, Ed, what about you? I'm going to seem like an asshole. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with a five. Um, I won't see it again. Nothing against it. Just wasn't mine. That's all. That's all. There was definitely things to appreciate about it for sure. I mean, I can see why there are things that would be influenced by this movie. I can see, you know, I mean, some of the, the colors were great. The, I don't know. It, it, it was good, but I just, the plot wasn't there and it just kind of a it, it's, it's tough because this is pre yeah 75% of you know 90% of movies you know what i mean like this is pre pre a majority of cinema history so you have to sit there and think like if i were to watch this movie before in the 70s you the, know if you watch this movie when it came out compared to what has been put out prior to it there's not much beating it but not with, really, no. With the added fact that it's a sixty-year-old movie, and you're having, you know, we've we've done so much since then. Like, yes, you can still appreciate it as a classic, but it's oh, yeah. a classic for sure. It it, it has old-timey um, aspects to it. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Zach, star rating. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm with you, Johnny. I think this is, like I said, I think this is top five. Hitchcock for me, obviously. Um, the direction, the te the technicality, the use of the birds. Um, that's why you watch this movie. You know, I think I do think Tippy uh, Tippy Hendren and Rod Taylor do give good performances. Big Mitch. Yep. Obviously, you know, it's kind of unclear like what the dynamic is between the two characters, but I think that's the point. As the movie goes on, you're kind of trying to figure it out as it goes. Um, like I said, overall, I really, really enjoyed it on this re on this rewatch, and so I was just like, yeah, that was a fun rewatch. So I think that's the fun thing about uh, the doing the sh this show and watching movies like this. So, oh yeah, we we love watching different kinds of movies, different kind of film, TV shows. Uh, you guys have some recommendations out there for us. Uh, next week, though, 
we are sticking to spooky stuff, but this time it's a little more gruesome. Uh, it's Texas week here at the podcast. If you guys do not know, uh, next week we're talking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for 2003, starring Jessica Biel. Um, this is in that time where a lot of reboots and, and uh, you know sequels were happening. So we're going to talk all about it next week. We are also talking our top five horror villains next week. Um, it doesn't have to be Freddy. It doesn't have to be Michael. It doesn't have to be people like that. Just somebody you despise in the movie. Could be Uncle Frank from Home Alone. He could be considered a horror villain. So we're, we're talking all kinds of uh, movies next week. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003. Uh, so it should be pretty fun. Um, Hopefully we can talk about the Texas Longhorn Massacre. Oh, <laughs> speaking of that, guys, uh, Zach, aside because you don't have any facial hair, you guys willing to put your beards up on the line? Come on, <laughs> let's, let's do it right now, right here live on the podcast. Texas loses, I'll shave all this off. Oh, you she loses, you guys shave it all off. What's up? I, w- I want to put this out there right now. I've already put money on Texas. Okay. Let's, wow. put your beard, let's put your beard on the line. You want to know why? You want to know why, Ed? Let's, let's put your beard on the line. I'll put this on the line. Because if Texas wins, I make money. <laughs> but if OU wins, we get bragging rights. It's a win-win weekend for me, baby. Put, put the beard on the line, Craig. No, sadly, no. <laughs> they're both Ed? they're both four and zero, aren't they? Yeah, five and zero. This is this is the the I guess you would say like best both teams have come in to the yeah. Red River since 2011. Yeah, because this is the best. Uh, this is the best since damn team that Texas since two, has had since 2009. 2011 is the last time they were ranked, or both oh. five and zero. Really. Because Texas hasn't been 5-0 since 08, the year they went to the national championship. That's not true. That's true. That's not. Look, look at it. Damn, um, he argued against his own team. He's like, yeah. no, nah, these are just facts, bro. That's all. No, I just know yeah. how much we've sucked for the last 20 years. As does everybody else. Um, but next week, we are talking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The week after that, we're talking the Conjuring 2. Um, and then we finish... October out with the Candyman from 2021. And uh, yeah, yeah, 2011. Uh, OU was so they were both 4-0. They were undefeated, is what I'm mm, what I'm getting at. Mm, so mm. OU won 55-17. So I mean, that's, you. that's why you don't remember. Oh, so what, what was last year? Is... What was last year? With our tight end oh, quarterback? No. Hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we're gonna you're gonna see what's gonna happen this Saturday. But he doesn't want to put the beard on the line. So you guys see that. You guys see that. He doesn't want to put the beard on the line. Someone's going to be cranky on next week's episode. Or somebody may not even be on next week's episode. (laughs) I've already accepted defeat. (laughs) Texas should beat us. But it is Texas. But? 100% Texas should beat us. They have a better roster top to bottom. Sooner magic, motherfucker. Damn. That's why they're going to win, though. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Texas should win. But it's still Texas at the end of the day. What, just because they beat Bama? No. <laughs> Look at their roster, dude. They're top to bottom. They're better. Ed, 
it's like the BK stacker versus the McDevil. Okay? It's it's knowing it's knowing what's coming, being prepared for it, and if they lose, it is what it is. We'll be there next year. No faith, bro. It's not no about faith. faith. Yes, Ed, it is. Ed, Ed, Ed's got you. Ed's willing no. to put his beard on the line put for real. Line. I did. He did. Okay. That's what the pinky thing was for. Yeah. I thought Boom. you were just showing yeah. little Mitch. Nope. Oh, shit. <laughs> Craig, you're going to start watching Loki season two tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I might wait until next week. Somebody had, somebody had already watched it. and Yeah, because um, somebody had already like watched it and gave it a, a rating, and it was a low rating. So I'm like, I don't want to watch it be disappointed. I want to be able to watch it and continue the story. So, no faith. I haven't That's, put it on the I haven't put it on the social media yet. But I want you guys to I want to hear your your official thoughts for the November episodes. We're gonna review Prey, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Barbie, Talk to Me, and Oppenheimer all in the month of November. Interesting. Busy month. All Five Wednesdays. Films. Oh no! When well, no, Prey was last year. Never mind. Should be a should be a fun fun november i can't wait to talk about those but let's get in the email bag you guys can send us some emails c-i-n-e-n-e-n-921 at gmail.com um hit us up on the socials as well and we will get into emails um right now jeffrey says birds is an all-time favorite love the film can't wait to hear you guys discuss it 10 stars uh kevin says huge fan of hitchcock films I enjoyed all the episodes episodes you guys talked about with him and on him. Can't wait to hear you guys talk about the birds. To me, it gets a nine. Uh, here's an interesting one. It's about streaming. Jessica says, what are you guys' thoughts on Disney Plus cracking down on password sharing? Heard rumors that they are going to go up in price as well. What's your thoughts on all this and streaming? Stupid, man. Like... How, how deep do you want me to get? About, about a three knuckler. Well, I'll just say, you, you, if you it wasn't for Loki, if it wasn't Loki for Loki, Loki tomorrow, I still wouldn't have Disney Plus. So, so, so don't get it. So cancel it and get it on physical media when it comes out next year. Spend thirty two dollars on it. Yeah. So, um, so here, here's my here's my thing. Make it the whole Netflix conveniently says they're going to start raising their prices after the uh, strike that just occurred, which Damn. means that, yes, they're paying the actors more, but they're putting the bill directly on the consumers. They're still going to keep their margins. They're still going to keep all that stuff. I have already considered, like, stopping everything. Um, what's this? Considered. Well, are going to continue the, the, to raise the, the, prices until everybody just says we're done with it. I'm I'm seeing if they actually do it because they're starting in Canada. Well, they will. They're starting in Canada, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's other ways to watch things, even as they come out. Physical media being one of them. So um, there's one thing they can't take away from you, which is physical media. Uh, which it seems like Netflix is taking away a lot of stuff off of the service, even though they're not, you know what I mean? Like it's, why they're giving, are you, ex, they're giving so, expiration dates. 
So yeah. um, they're they're trying us in different ways to see what they can get away with. And at some point, Johnny, like you said, I agree. We all just need to call it quits uh, for three months, six months, a year. Let them let us really hit their wallets. And then they'll be like, you know what? Maybe password sharing isn't that big of a deal. Because Bitch, I, would have, I would rather have some consumers than no consumers. I got to look well, here's at the thing. I, I, I see. It. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, I was going to say, I, here's the thing with Netflix. I don't even know the last thing I've watched on Netflix. If it wasn't for whenever Stranger Things season five comes out, 2026, I, 2027, I, I don't, 2030, who knows? <laughs> Billy, Millie, Bobby Brown would be 40 years old. But it, I don't care. Honestly, don't care. I mean, honestly, I'm really thinking about once Stranger Things is done, just getting rid of Netflix because I haven't watched anything on there probably in I don't even know how long. And see, that's where that's that's where they get you. They're like, oh look, it's just next year, Zach. It's just next year, and then you continue to stay. So this is the point I want to get at. You know, 15, 20 years ago, nobody was complaining about cable companies raising their prices. You could have watched your, your cable companies or your cable shows outside of your household anyway. So that's why I think s- streaming is doing that now, you know, because cable was able to have their pie and eat it too. It, it's it's kind of the same thing now, you know, Crackdown can't take Disney Plus outside your home, can't even watch it on your tablet um, unless you pay extra for it. So, well, so I, here- I, I, I get that. Everybody wants, you know, their cut of the pie and these big corporations are getting greedier. But just like Craig said, just like we always say, I always say, they can they can even take away digital copies that come with the movies. They can take that away. You don't it's all own rental. it's all rental. exactly. You don't own a digital copy. If it comes with the movie, you don't own it. The only way you're going to own your movies or TV shows is if you go out there and you physically you you buy them. Nobody can they take can, this away. They can take away my streaming. They can take away my digital, but they'll never take my physical copy. <laughs> That would, be, that, would be a, that would be a terrific skit for Johnny yeah. to just get full blown, full blown <laughs> William Wallace in the damn thing with hey, the I sword. Have, I have the beach towel. Oh shit! Hell yeah, let's it, go! But, but I'm, I'm just gonna say, like, no, you guys, no, everybody out there who emails, because people email all the time, people comment. I have a whole physical media page on, on the Instagram. Go check it out. The only way you're going to be able to stop these prices from rising is just simply stop watching. Because they know you're going to, if if you continue to pay, they know you're going to continue, like they trickle it out here and there. And it's like, oh, it's just a dollar. But then you go back and look and you're paying $18.99 when it was $11.99 three years ago. There's no, there's no such thing as grandfather time in either. Like it's always going to, your, your prices are going to continue to skyrocket. I well, saw Hulu, like the, Hulu's going to, I think, 14 or no, they're going to 17.99. All these, and, and by the end of the next like year, the, I'm sure they're all going to be 20 bucks a month. Well, even with yeah. like the no ad tiers, like Hulu with, with ads was like 6.99 with, without ads, they're like 13.99. It's just like, really? You're, you're going to charge me to not watch, uh, promoting <laughs> different, uh, merchandise like really and in today's america where everything uh-huh. is overpriced and the companies are getting away with essentially anything they want you're 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 they're 
taking every penny away from the American people so that you can no longer save and afford to go out and do things. And that's a deeper conversation for another day. But they're keeping keeping the, the, the broke broke. And they we'll know what there. they're doing. Well, I think one day we'll have just a whole, just a whole episode dedicated to physical media and streaming talks and the man trying to keep the man down. Because uh, the man. Uh, step off. Step off. <laughs> Henry says, uh, Birds was a little too slow for my liking. It was a first time watch those six stars. <clears throat> um, Omar says, enjoyed Birds. Not a big fan of old-time classic films, but I would like to start getting into a lot more. What do you guys recommend for me to get into older films? There he goes, Dallas. Don't that's listen to any that's, suggestions. That's a different kind of big old Mitch. <laughs> I mean, it all depends on kind of what you're looking Psycho, for. Psycho, Full Metal Jacket, The Exorcist. Uh, I mean, Jaws, of course. You've got... Dude, there's a ton, a ton. You've got a hundred plus years at your disposal, dude. Check out the uh, hundred movies you should watch before you die. Guarantee yeah. you'll go ahead and love at you'll, least half of those. You'll see I, a lot of stuff from the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and onwards. So I, I always plug people into To Kill a Mockingbird Ooh. or Casablanca. Or... Casablanca is in and out. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes. Or also, It's a Wonderful Life. And I think yeah. It's a Wonderful Life is one of those movies that you can watch any time of year because of all the meaning around it. So if I had to pick any movies to, to recommend, it'd be those. But like Ed said, go go on to websites. You know, top American Pie. Yeah. That's not a 60s or 40s. Anyway. It's, still it's a classic. classic. It is a classic. 25, 26, somewhere around there. Um, Whitney says, love spooky season. Can't wait to hear you guys talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I prefer that instead of the original. Uh-oh. Ooh. We're fighting words for some people. Be careful. Uh-huh. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, Jonathan says, birds gets a mine for me. Uh, Sam G69, I'd love to hear you guys talk about Universal Monsters as well. Love yeah. your Dracula yeah. episode. Hell Yeah. Uh, that's another that. conversation too. That's another uh, another set of films that are from the 30s and 40s. That you know, uh, who is that? Omar, go go check some of those out. Are those, those are all on Peacock too, by the way, right, Zach? Yeah, I think Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, uh, The Wolfman. I think they're all on uh, Peacock. Yeah, go go check out Peacock. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dracula, and you know, speaking of uh, of like sounds and and scores, Zach, we talked about it on that episode. Uh, yeah. Dracula was one of those where it didn't really have a score, but they added one to it, and it made it seem like it, the, the film went by a lot faster. So, yeah. Um, Darren says loved the email last week about you guys reviewing '80s action films and films with and discussing John Claude Van Damme. Um, if you guys were not yeah, on this I... a few weeks ago. We talked. Ed, are you okay? We, we, we talked to uh, actor um, Zach Shear, and one of his favorite actors of all time was Jean Claude Van Damme. So that's where that conversation came in. RVD. Uh, Sarah97 says Bird was a good rewatch. It gets an eight for me. Uh, Andrew says Star Trek Beyond was so boring. Hated this last installment. Five stars. Wow. 
Tell us how you really feel. Tell us how you really feel. Clarence. Clarence says, Birds was so slow. Didn't enjoy it at all. I tried three times. Still had a hard time finishing it. I'm sure your conversation will be more entertaining than the film. Four stars. There you go. Oh. And someone hated it more than you did. Um, I debated. I did. Will says, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 is awful compared to the original. Um, haven't seen it in years, but I remember it being god awful. Can't wait to see you guys' opinion. I give it a, and I'll give you Will's star rating next week when we talk no! about Texas. When we talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. Um, and if you're looking, if you're looking to watch it, I just saw that they just added it on Max this week, so you can check it out there. <laughs> to the Max. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 next week. Before we get to that, anybody else have any final? comments on the birds and we can stick the final nail in the coffin before next week. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you did it? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Alright. Um. No, nah, man. I mean, honestly, just because I don't uh, just because it's not like one of my favorite films or a film that I'm going to like watch every couple months doesn't mean that it's a crappy film doesn't mean you should hate the film. That means you should get your own opinion on the film, try it out, go take it for a test drive. You might like it a bit more than I did. I don't know. Uh, I'm just some jackass in Oklahoma that kind of does something like this every now and then, man. Uh, it's just it's an opinion. Art. art is in the eye of the beholder. Yep. And we opinion. are talking more art next week. Uh, different kind of horror film than what we talked about today. Are you guys excited for Texas Chainsaw 2003? Should be a fun conversation. Yes. Justin Timberlake's wife, of course. I'm going to get my blanket, my popcorn, and something to drink. Your chainsaw. A chainsaw? I don't even have a chainsaw. And don't forget, next week we're talking <laughs> our top five horror villains all in the midst of Texas Chainsaw 2003. Um, is anybody going to watch the prequel before you watch this one, which is Texas Chainsaw the beginning? I might, yeah, years, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. It's Texas week, so I'm gonna just go through all the Texas Chainsaw yeah. massacres. Just like oh, you're gonna go through that, you know. Uh, don't forget, next week one of us here on this video stream will have no beard. It's either be me or Ed. shave it on stream. I don't want to get really? hair on my carpet. <laughs> Thing. Give me the little trash bag, and that's true. It won't be me because I didn't bet it. That's true. It's between me and Ed. Um, <laughs> I'll yeah, lose a beard over money all day. There's only week, ten bucks. It, it should be fun. I, I'm excited. Uh, it's been a few years since we've talked to Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, but it was just me and Ed year one. So, oh um, yeah, should, should year be one, pretty fun. Yeah, that's a movie we should do. Jack Black. Oh. <laughs> oh. I have a, um, somebody had taught, said, mentioned that movie. I think it was on the School of Rock episode. I think Ella. Yeah, Zach, what about you? You excited for Texas Chainsaw next week? First time watch? No, I've seen it a couple <clears throat> I've seen it a couple times, so it'll be it'll be an interesting conversation. Nice. Especially just with all the remake tra remake trends right that happened, so don't forget about the 2022 version as well. I think there was a Texas Chainsaw for 2022. 
Anyway, Texas we'll talk. Chainsaw, yeah. yeah, we'll talk all the remakes, reboots, sequels, and sequels next week. Uh, Craig, Ed, you guys are excited. Texas Chainsaw next week. Yes, sir. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you anything about the Chainsaw series. Well, we'll we're talking for the one from 03 next week. So get your popcorn ready and your beef jerky because we are out of time. And we'll see you next week right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Boomer! <laughs>